0: Welcome to New Teacher Center's COVID-19 Resource and Community Support Series. In today's episode, Kristen Wendell will share with us some learnings from instructional leaders across the country.
1: Hello and welcome to Beyond Buildings Connecting Communities, where we engage school and district leaders in conversation around the hard work of meeting student and educator needs during these challenging times. I'm Kristen Wendell with the New Teacher Center, and today I'm speaking with Tamara Alberry principal of Young Women's Leadership Academy in Fort Worth, Texas. I'm so glad to be speaking with you today.
0: I'm glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me.
1: You're welcome. So Tameric, let's get started with you telling our listeners just a bit about yourself and your school.
0: I'm from upstate New York originally. I've been in Texas um, going on 20 years. Currently, I'm at Young Women's Leadership Academy, which is an all-girls public school. Um, We are about 460 girls basically come from the entire city of Fort Worth. We are 75% free and reduced lunch, and we are 93% students of color. So we are grades six through 12. Our goal is to get students not just to college, but also through. And so by working with our private partners who and our stakeholders, we ensure that our girls not only have what they need to get into college for your institutions, but that they're also able to get through and graduate.
1: If I were a student in your school right now, what would learning look like for me? So with COVID-19, unfortunately, it's very
0: digital. It's very, um, we are using currently Edgenuity for our, our middle school courses, and as well as our state uh, tested courses. But as it relates to AP, our AP courses, they are virtual, but they are business as usual. So our teachers are conducting discussions, students receiving assignments that are due um, via Google Classroom. Students um, are meeting regularly. So our district is one-to-one, which we are very fortunate. And all districts were one-to-one, but we were one-to-one before this happened. And so all of our students had a device.
1: And have you seen 100% participation? Or are you, do you saw some students you're trying to connect with and get back online?
0: So we do have a few students who we still have not connected with. We have a lot of students who have emotional problems, a lot of stress, anxiety, depression, And for a lot of our students, just that that human connection alleviates some of that. And so now the fact that they're not allowed to see their friends or see their teachers or have that human contact. That's added another layer layer of stress.
1: That makes sense. How are your teachers staying connected to each other? And how are your teachers working to stay connected with the students? That's one thing that has been hard for me is that I don't feel as connected to to my teachers
0: because I don't see them all the time. What I did was I have one teacher specifically that I charged her with having a a, a weekly connectivity activity. So one thing that she has, has done is bingo virtual bingo. And though though not everyone has participated in bingo, she has prizes and different things like that. It's just a way for everybody to connect. We also do weekly faculty meetings to make sure that our, you know, that we're connecting in that way. Recently, last Friday, we had a senior caravan. We had a parade of sorts. They couldn't get out of their cars, but they got to decorate their cars and drove through the city. And who all
1: got to participate in that caravan? Was it all students or a specific group of students?
0: Just the seniors.
1: Just the seniors. So are they officially graduates now?
0: They are not. They were supposed to graduate May 30th, but their graduation is virtual at this point, but we also have an in-person celebration.
1: Oh, That's fantastic. I'm sure they are excited to have that connection to each other.
0: They are still feeling a little because the future is so uncertain. That's something that we're kind of dealing with socially and emotionally um, with our counselors.
1: Can you talk to me about some of what your counselors are doing to support those social and emotional needs?
0: One of the things my interventionist does every Friday she has safe space conversations via Zoom, so students can just come and just woo-saw We've sent out things via email. We've posted things on Facebook, like a daily kind of Mindful Monday or, you know, little tidbits for students as well.
1: So you just mentioned Mindful Mondays on Facebook. Can you talk a little bit more about how you're leveraging social media to connect to families and students?
0: So Facebook is everything, as well as we are a part of Blackboard. So we send, well, Facebook is for old people. <laughs> We've used uh, Facebook for a couple of things. We've encouraged a lot of our students to create. Facebook pages, even though it is for old people. We've done uh, Adopt a Gem, so we've had all of our seniors adopted. We've also, I've encouraged my, um, my younger students to create videos of thanks and appreciation to our seniors.
1: Have you found any, or, or are you thinking about anything that is working well now that you might add in When school returns to the the building, are there lessons you're learning about these rituals or connections that you might be able to take forward? Well, one connection that
0: I think has been very apparent to me is that I have biweekly meetings with my PTSL via Zoom, as well as biweekly coffee with the principal. So what we're looking at really is taking our parent meeting portion and really putting it Online.
1: That's a really exciting opportunity. I haven't heard anyone else thinking about taking parent connection online long term. Have you gathered feedback from families about what's working and what's not working? They had the opportunity at coffee with the principal,
0: also with the PTSO meeting. And when I when I posed to the parents that we would have these meetings more frequently via Zoom, they felt more, they said that they felt more connected to the school. For our parents, though, for this ingenuity, I think there are so many other factors because parents are home, students are home. So parents are under stress, students are under stress. Um, where before a three, four, three or four teachers would call and say, your child's not completing work, now it's a problem. All these teachers are calling me all the time. Too much communication can be overwhelming for parents.
1: Yes, there's a lot less time for deep breaths. i want to go back a little bit. And you shared that your AP classes are continuing as usual, kind of in an online environment with teaching and instruction and check ins. How have you supported your teachers in making that shift? One of the things that I uh, charged my one of my APs with is finding ways for
0: our teachers to be more engaging online. So we looked at resources to provide for our, our teachers um, and how to be more engaging in the classroom, what that should kind of look like. That sounds great. Of the equity piece. So if they don't have, you know, an online platform or they don't have one-to-one, College Board released videos of actually the classes being taught by professors.
1: That's great that they are thinking about accessibility for all. So have you started thinking about what it will look like when school returns to the school buildings?
0: So last week I had a meeting with my nurse. I have the best nurse in the world. I've been in school my whole life and she is by far the best nurse. And so she's always thinking about how we need to create a safe environment for our families, for our stakeholders, for our teachers, what are things that we're going to put in place to make sure students are safe? So one of the things we talked about, you know, how can we take temperature of take temperature of students once they come in in the morning? We also looked at, as well, we have middle school and high school, maybe having our middle school stay put and the teachers rotate and our high school actually change classes. The state has released kind of an intercessory um, calendar model that they're looking at maybe just adding in those days uh, throughout the year so that we're not out of school. Also, it's going to, because we are a public-private partner, we do have a lot of donors and a lot of people in our building who really, they tour our building and they're really active. And so that's
1: going to have to halt. Absolutely. sounds like you're a nurse and you have a strong partnership with other faculty members to really think about the safety aspects. Have you thought about how you might have to change social and emotional supports? We
0: have a built-in advisory. I think that we do need to be more intentional about what we're offering our students because they, they, they come with such a variety of different needs. We do have students who are, are living in trauma, but are just high performing students. Coping really is a high leverage uh, factor in that if we address coping, that'll address a lot of the other next year. Sure. Yeah.
1: And that's teaching some of that resilience too, right? It's identify what are you feeling and let's find the strategy that matches that. So what's keeping you up at night right now?
0: My seniors are keeping me up. That's huge. Uh, Tonight we have planned for them a pamper party, a virtual pamper party. I got something from Mary Kay to, to, she's going to host the pamper party for our, our seniors. And things like that, really thinking outside the box and how to really just calm their nerves, but also keep them motivated where they're not going to just lose that energy and momentum.
1: It's a balance when you have them, right? And now you don't have them with you in the building.
0: Yes. And AP exams. That's also keeping me up at night because normally we'll do something like we'll, we'll cheer them into the building and we'll, you know, the teachers will come in and give them pep talk and, you know, we're hands on. And so now we're not.
1: And will students be taking the, the AP assessment from home?
0: Yes. Online. 45 minutes.
1: Totally different experience. So, can you share something inspirational that is you're using to sustain you at these times? In my office, I have a jar that
0: has coal and it has a diamond. So, our mascot we are the gems, and um, and when students are seniors, they are called diamonds. They come in as pearls, they leave out as diamonds. And so, I have a, I have a piece of coal and I have a, a diamond. It's not a real diamond, but it looks like a diamond esque. Uh, on my desk and so when students are 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 struggling, one of the things I have them come in and I ask, like, okay, well, what what's what's the difference between these two, and um, how are diamonds made? And so we go through the whole idea that diamonds are made heat, time, and pressure. And though coal has a value, it provides us heat, but coal is very fragile, and it hasn't gone through anything. And that even though this is heat, this is time, this is pressure. Once you have gone through that process, you're so much stronger. And that cuts, you might think of cuts as a detriment, but the more a diamond is cut, the more it shines. So we're going through a lot of different things, and you still have this great value and you're still precious and all these things, and life is happening to you. But once you're going to get through and once you do, you're just going to come out so much more precious than you did going in.
1: That is such a good way of thinking about how are we – resting in the challenging times and how are we being open to what this might be bringing us at the end and thinking about we are we can we might just be in the coal phase still but the diamond phase will come and if we feel we're in the diamond phase we can still be sharpened and brightened and shined up that's beautiful we're
0: navigating new waters and flexibility is so important and i think that for people who have have uh, trouble with change people who have trouble with change change is inevitable. Change is inevitable. So just be flexible.
1: I could hear in what you're sharing that idea of inspiration and innovation and creativity, and it's very much coming through and the way in which you speak about the approach to supports and relationships and just moving forward with what we have at this point in time. So Tamara, thank you so much for spending time with me this afternoon. Thank
0: you so much. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. Here at New Teacher Center, we work to disrupt the predictability of educational inequities for systemically underserved students by accelerating educator effectiveness. We're here to support you through this challenging and unprecedented season. Please visit www.newteachercenter.org COVID-19 for additional resources, communities of practice, and webinars to support you through this season. Be well.